Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Coming up on TMS, Brian eats, craps, and leaves Vegas. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. The feral Irish! Monkey see, monkey can't be bothered to do. Mr. Dot Magoo. Microsoft Bingo's 95. I am Grog Root. Gym bros working out everything but their issues. What is this horse doing here, and why is it named Charlie? What about the old guy with a bowl of kicks? Judge a breakfast place by its pancakes. That's the queen song you go to? One tooth, two tooth, red tooth, blue tooth compatible. Jack Blascock and the Charlie horse. Chore core, the novelization with Amy. Rubbing butter on it with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. We'll put a peanut on one end of the string and a stick on the other. We'll hang the two ends through a wire screen. This time, Squeak has to do more than pull the string. He has to pull the right end. Will he find the end with the nut? Hmm. There must be something to eat around here someplace. Let's put another peanut on the string. Ask about horses again, I'll slap you red. The Morning Stream. Can I eat it, or will it eat me? Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's Thursday, March 30th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Ibbett. Hello. I am. Just wrapping up a a wonderful uh, three sneeze sneezing fit that I had just as that music was kicking in. Just Just, (laughs) Wow. Jeez, yeah. those are. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't are you... on camera because uh, I kind of sneeze like uh, like Freddie Mercury uh, Live Aid, like basically, <laughs> shoo, you know, with my hand straight up, <laughs> the other hand covering my mouth. Yeah. Who wants to live forever? That kind of thing. You're just ready to rock. Okay, exactly. Yes. That's are... the that's the Queen song you go to. That's I the... love that song. I think that's that a great, is. It's e- a good song, but uh... even though it's written for a freaking Highlander. Yeah. I love it. It's one of my and favorites. It's, uh, does does Mercury do all the vocals in that, or does he share vocals with? It feels like uh, 
Oh, I don't there know. There might be parts in there with Brian Mason. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. He's going, yeah. I'm an astrophysicist with a degree. There's no time for us. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Uh, I think that song is great. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm not besmirching. T- uh, TV's Travis, listen, I'm just saying it's a movie. Who Usually when something's written for a movie, forever. we take it slightly less seriously than we do something that was written you know, Who just for an album. To dream forever. <laughs> and Brian knows all the lyrics. Where love must die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there it yeah. is. It's really good. Anyway. You won't hear me say this about Flash Gordon. I don't like that song. <laughs> no. I think it's annoying. So, you know, yeah. it doesn't work every time for me. Oh, but. that whole that whole soundtrack is uh is cheeseball. I mean, you know, what you do get Brian May doing the wedding march. I wonder if anybody has ever used the Brian May guitar heavy instrumental of the wedding march for their actual wedding. Oh my gosh, somebody somewhere. Somebody has to. Is it the wedding? Yeah, it is the wedding. Somebody with like hardcore queen, queen addiction. They love the queen, you know. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, ah, oh, we're getting married. What do you want to do? Let's make it queen themed. Exactly. I have like a Freddie sure. Mercury cake with a big tooth hanging out of it. I I could see. Oh, jeez. He had yeah. two. You know, he had two big front teeth. Sure. It's not like he was. Yeah. You'd only have to make the cake with one though. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It's a little fondant tooth sticking out of there. Why not? If you're gonna do one, do two. All right. You're, it, otherwise, otherwise, it's like a like a white trash <laughs> trailer tooth kind of. Hey, welcome to my wedding cake. Yeah, I kind of like that too, though. For some reason, I feel like shotgun I, sticking out of one part and a single tooth sticking out of the top. That's right. I would visit your wedding. I would go to that wedding. I would leave a gift. I would. Uh-huh. Uh, I would have a real hoot nanny. I'd, I'd eat whatever snacks you got there at your wedding. I'd go to your. I'd go to your redneck wedding. I would. I would totally go there. Besides, one tooth sticking out of it just looks like somebody dropped a stray chiclet somewhere near the, the wedding cake. If you have two, at least, it's like, oh, that looks intentional. I guess those are teeth. Yeah, the chances of two chiclets getting tossed in there, low. Low chance. Yeah. Well, anyway, you're back. How, how'd things back. go? How was your, uh, your the rest a, of your trip? It was a good second day. Um, yeah, I gave back a little bit of the money. I felt bad, so I gave back a little bit of the money that I won on Tuesday oh. from uh, various uh, craps and slots and I see. stuff like that. Mm. I played, I did play a little bit. I had some really good luck. Played in the area that is the, I think it's called the Brian Christopher non-smoking slot zone or something like that. Um, I don't know who this guy is. I want to say he's another podcaster uh, that somehow... Got to be friends with the Plaza folks a lot uh, sooner than, than yeah, there it is, Brian Christopher Slots, uh, a lot sooner than we did. Mm. Otherwise, I think it would have been us. Mm. <laughs> we could have we could have easily uh, talked them into uh, uh, you know, the, the TMS uh, slot zone. Oh, I guess he's a YouTuber. There we go. He basically does YouTube videos of him playing slots. And it's funny, it's like, I landed the impossibly hard to get bonus for a comeback. Like it took some skill. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, it like, doesn't. I don't know why that. Those things are really popular, especially those streams. They are. I don't know why that's popular. I mean, I get why yeah. people like slots. I get it. There's this game of chance. You might win. You win. Ding, right. ding, ding, ding. It's great. But I don't understand the the like watching somebody do it is like watching rainfall and waiting for the rain to to hit the penny you left out there like it is but just, i'd say it's also i mean it's a it's akin to watching unboxing videos you're watching somebody else do a fun thing that you're you yourself are not really experiencing 
Yeah, I guess so. I, I I could see it, and obviously there's popular. You know, he's popular watching for doing somebody it. play video games. Really, isn't isn't a whole lot different. Obviously, there's more. There's actual skill involved with the video games, but again, you're just still watching something rather than doing it yourself. So why him and not some other guy? What's what makes him? Special? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But oh. but anyway, he's got this whole zone. So I played in his his zone for a little while, his little area of the casino, and I guess they're building more of that out. Um, with that whole front entrance addition uh, with pink box and carousel bar and, and stuff like that. Right. And you said yesterday the steak place is staying, right? Oscars? Yeah, yeah. Oscars is still staying. They're just redoing a little bit of the outside of that dome. Because the dome that sits out in front of Plaza, I mean, it is a, it's a landmark. It's kind of like the Bellagio Fountains or or the... Eiffel Tower in front of Paris. It's mm. it's a it's something that makes the plaza entrance unique, and so they're definitely keeping it. They're just going to put the carousel bar directly. It'll it'll follow that same circle um, on the ground and be like a little uh, a little bar. And I was looking at the concept photos. I don't think the bar itself. I don't think the the seating area is going to spin, but I think it's possible that the the area in the middle might spin. We'll have to see. Nice. And they? Do you think they ever get rid of the guy who's out there uh, with this bowl of? It looks like kicks, but it's gold. The little gold digger guy that's like across the street from the from the plaza. Do you know the one I'm talking about? The big sign. That's like way further down. That's Is like a, above a gift shop. Yeah, that's like the you're talking about the old timer miner guy with yeah. a. I thought he was right across the street. I thought I could see him from my from my window last time. No. I if it's the guy I'm thinking of, he's. He's way further down, which, but maybe there's something that you're seeing that I'm missing. I'm thinking of one thing, you're thinking of another, but like a a big three dimensional sculpture of a dude. Yeah, with an a old, with old a minor dude squatting down with a, a with bowl a pan of full kicks. of gold and like a bowl of kicks. I always yeah. notice it every time I'm there. I thought that was right across the street. Maybe it's further in. Uh, who knows? We'll have to yeah. see. Uh, we'll have to see when we go back down there. Must be further in, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's just the reason I ask is that thing is a. I, I like old timey Vegas stuff. For sure. That yeah. thing's an eyesore and was never cool ever. <laughs> right? It was never. Yeah, exactly. The whole, you know, th- that whole casino thing, um, where they had, they really tried to connect it to the gold rush and and mining and and getting gold that way versus just like uh, Vegas Vic or um, or is it Vicky with the one that that the sculpture that we're sitting on on our coasters oh, that's is Vicky. Vegas Vicky? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the name of the cowboy dude who's like, hey, the one with his, doing come this with his hat. Here. Is he yeah. doing a thing with his hat? His hat I think he is or something. His thumb. Yeah, something like that. Gesturing with his thumb. Anyway, What's that guy's name. Uh, I thought it was Vegas Vic, but I don't think I was. I'm obviously thinking of Vegas Vicky. Unless they, I mean, that would be a creative naming convention to give him Vic and Vicky, but I don't know. I don't know his name. Yeah. Cowboy uh, be, be, Bebop. Uh, just yeah, guy downtown. Check. Guy with sure. a hat. I have no Cowboy idea. Cowboy of the Bebop. Mr. Magoo, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I like that the, they typoed Mr. Magoo in the chat and it came up as Mr. Dot Magoo like it's a domain. <laughs> I would buy Mr. Dot Come Magoo. Come visit Mr. Dot Magoo. I'd love, yeah, any any uh, domain with the ending Dot Magoo. Yeah. Coverville Dot Magoo. I got some stupid domains. Why not add that to the pile? That'd be great. Yeah. Well, anyway, whatever that guy's anyway, name is, that was uh, yeah, it looks like it is Vegas. This says Vegas Vic. Okay, so that this yeah. so they're playing off the name. That's fun. Yeah, so Vegas Vicky and Vegas Vic. Um, also, I uh, got to hang out for a little bit with uh, Mizzoula. 
Yeah, Mike always Rula. a good time. Uh, sure. We went to a really good restaurant called Seventh uh, and Carson, and it's it basically is catty corner from the back of the Container Park. To give you an oh, idea about okay. where it is. Sure, sure. Is it uh, uh, which side of which side of the giant flaming uh, bug uh, robotic the, bug? It's um, south. West of the big fl- uh, the big uh, grass or cricket or Katie did that shoots fire. I guess right. it's a praying mantis that shoots praying fire. Praying mantis, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's not even on that corner. Like mm. when you're at the entrance of the container park, you don't see it. It's it's along the south um, west side of the container park, catty corner from a place called Eat. If you're familiar with Eat, mm. which is also a really good place for breakfast. Mm. Uh, sadly. Only going to be open Monday morning. Uh, no, yeah, Monday morning. They're only open Thursday through Monday. So, the Tuesday and Wednesday morning, you gotta, you can't, uh, you can't go there. But Seventh um, and Carson, man, they had the full Irish breakfast, which I had. They had uh, um, a breakfast pizza, which is what Mazzula had. But they also had the kimchi chicken and waffles with a, like a kimchi syrup, maple kimchi syrup. Mm, what the heck? And, that sounds uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, you got the, oh yeah, look at this Irish breakfast. Holy Lord. It, it is, it was the full Irish. I mean, it was the horrible baked beans. I like baked beans, but for whatever these, these were a little, maybe they were maybe true Irish baked beans. They were really dry. Uh, a li- a little too authentic for, uh, a little too authentic, yeah. <laughs> but it did come with black and white pudding, um, yeah. traditional bacon. So like the, the back bacon, like, uh, Zoe's familiar with, as opposed to the, the crispy strips that we're familiar with um eggs uh salad mushroom sauteed mushrooms tomatoes uh toast for whatever reason i would (laughs) would eat it all everything you said i would eat it was really really good oh man the chicken waffles so i'm looking at the chicken waffles spicy chicken tenders with kimchi waffle and uh gochu jang yeah gochu jang syrup and pickles Yes, we saw a lot of people order it. It is it is clearly one of their popular, um, popular entrees. Isn't um, the deal is but, that you you judge a, a breakfast place on its pancakes? How'd they do in that regard? Did you not have them? No, no, didn't do pancakes. But that is that is it's like uh, for Chinese restaurants, I judge their uh, sesame chicken. For breakfast places, I judge them by their pancakes. But I saw the full Irish, and I said, all right, that's what I've got to get. Yeah, why not? But. And the French toast, you know, at, at uh, Bacon Nation, we talked about a little bit yesterday. Um, I want to go back and try more stuff at Bacon Nation. That French toast, I guess I did talk about it. It was good, but not great. Just too like, sweet. Like, it was all too yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that. It seemed like it was, it, just looking at it, it looked like a freaking sugar bomb, that thing. Yeah. Um, I noticed also, so Brian put up a picture here. Here it is, Chad, of him playing bingo. And, uh, <laughs> yes. The uh, it reminds yeah. me the color schemes like Windows ninety five or maybe Windows three one that that round definitely was right that that bright yellow blue yeah, yeah exactly looking like it was a, really just an excuse for me to do the photobomb face because all of the other that's one round where you only get one card for each packet you buy so I obviously had three packets and three cards the rest of the time you're looking at uh, six cards or twelve cards depending on how how what you know uh touch screen buttons you touch to sure. see but it still always sorts everything by which card is the closest to winning man i had a couple one aways but it's it's actually just more fun p 
people watching in that place because there is like here's the group of young younger people who are like oh yeah we're gonna kind of make noise and and one person just screamed bingo when uh when they got it which i think caused uh, four heart attacks among the other uh, uh demographic that you see a lot there mm. which is the, the the blue hairs that you think are probably there every day all five sessions a day so there is some <laughs> there is something to the stereotype that old people like bingo isn't there there absolutely is yeah. and those are the people that bring five different daubers you know one for each <laughs> color so that they can color the sheet with the the complementary color daubers and stuff like that I, you know hey i like i do like the physical uh, yeah. daubing a bingo card but, i like uh, a dauber a dauber's good yeah but this this actually worked well because then for my two free drinks i, I actually got uh, two bloody marys and i kind of I almost not really napped because obviously i still need to look at my cards to be able to yell bingo if i mm. get it mm. but uh uh yeah i mean you know here's here's the deal I go to Vegas. I always try and do something new. Try and do something I haven't done before. Go to a new restaurant. Try a new uh, table game that I've never played before, and, and do that sort of thing. I'll right. probably never play bingo at the plaza again, unless unless there's a big group of like, hey, we're all going to the two o'clock bingo. You want to go? But yeah, uh, uh, no, I did it. Tried it. Got the T-shirt and and done with it. Yeah, you never it's one of those things where you can now speak to it, but you never have to do now it I again. Can speak to it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking to things, we got an email from a listener from Savannah, yes. Georgia. Uh this is Savannah, Corey. Savannah, Georgia. It's a question for you or a comment toward oh, okay. you, I guess. Okay. So, good morning, Scoot and Boot. I was listening to episode 2442 of TMS on March 27, 2023, and I had to say I've never disagreed with Brian's opinion more. Oh, oh gasp. Oh, no, no. You're obviously not trying hard enough. Yeah, you got to try a little harder. The intro to Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is probably the only time in my over 30 years on this earth that a two-minute into a starting movie that I turned it off and walked away due to the cringe factor. Uh, Baby Groot felt like an executive watched the Minions movie, did a line of coke, and then told the marketing team, we need to be like that, exclamation (laughs) points. It immediately felt like a children's advertisement for all the merchandise and Funko Pops that would be sold ad nauseum in the coming years. It took me over a year to come back and force myself through that wow. intro to watch the movie that I ended up really enjoying. Uh, show the Froyo, Corey. Well, Corey, yeah. hmm, interesting take. Yeah. Brian, it seems to you be know, antithetical to your uh, love of that scene. Listen, uh, I'm, I, I'd obviously disagree, but your opinion is, opinions are one of the few things that we can own in this world. And so absolutely, uh, you're, you're absolutely entitled to yours. And, and it's one of those things where I say, all right, more for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're not going to finish that, I'll finish it for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, my, my love for electric light orchestra obviously helps a lot. Um, but I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell Corey like, ah, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. Well, that brings um, up a good point. If that was like some country hit, modern country hit, would you have been less yeah, inclined to enjoy this? Probably would have been less inclined to enjoy it. No. I, um, I feel like that's the one thing that obviously the Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy stuff established really early is this great soundtrack that the other MCU movies didn't have and obviously centering everything in the 70s and 80s if star lord had gotten a country had gotten a merle haggard truck stop cassette from his mom instead of a uh, an awesome mix that he that he got the awesome mix i have i have right here in the ark of the covenant right behind me yeah look at that don't look at it marion 
this this awesome mix right here. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, the Star Lord, that Star Lord. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, if he would have liked that, would I have enjoyed the movies as much? Probably not. Mm. I feel like that um, uh, that soundtrack resonated with me because that's all the music I listened to growing up as well. So yeah, I think he uh, he's James Gunn's got his finger on that pulse. He knows what we like, you know. That's, that's, yeah, I'm absolutely gonna miss you know his input into the mcu i know we do still get guardians of the galaxy 3 and uh and now we have um the new group which is a buff <laughs> buff teenager group yeah buff teenager group yeah. does he does but, he regen uh, like that in the comics all the time or is this just a movie don't thing? know hmm. uh, you know that's i've never read a series that uh that had groot hmm. so that's uh i don't think yeah, i have either a, now that i think about it i've yeah. read some guardian stuff but it was like crossover stuff and groot wasn't there yeah, I don't it remember was what it early was. Guardians, right? It was like the uh, the old, yeah, old school, the old uh, Guardians. The goofy, anyway, so goofy ass so foods. Corey, uh, you know what? You're, you're absolutely entitled to uh, your opinion on that, and I'm sure you're not the only one who feels like it. You know, like uh, Baby Groot was kind of a cash grab in in like the way that the Ewoks and uh, uh, Minions, and I mean, you can point to lots of franchises that try to do a. I wonder yeah, how he feels. How do you feel about the Mandalorian, Corey? Do you do you does does Grogu drive you crazy, or do you like it? Right. in that context. Yeah, there you go. That's a good question. Yeah, because yeah. because it may be the same problem for him. You know, sitting there yeah. watching a little goofy baby baby. Might alien. be. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, this is just their way of selling little Funko Grogu pops. Because I'll bet you they sold a lot more Grogu than they did Groot over oh, the last. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> they sold a lot of Grogu. Although there's a pretty good bobblehead version of Groot. I think I have him. Yeah, down there somewhere. I have a one of the few pop toys I retained because I liked yeah. their design. Was the Groot one because his head moves. He's he fits as a pop toy. Groot uh, is a very you know his his Funko Pop dead eyes style works perfectly for a Funko Pop. Yeah does the job it gets it done yeah. as the kids yeah. say all right look at this you guys one of the things that i enjoy also is reading it's time for read this with our old pal amy robinson hi amy welcome back to the show oh hello we're gonna see you hello. in a not even a month from now like in i know hardly a month barely a let's see three like 3.5 weeks. weeks or something Jeez, yeah. that's insane Aww. i guess it'll be four weeks because so uh yeah it's it's four weeks from this last sunday so it's fast and we'll see chuck it it'll be fun to see yeah. chuck there yeah fun to see chuck i'll uh tease him about his testicles it'll be great it'll yeah be a good time yeah it'll be oh, good it's all, all gonna be great yeah yes. <laughs> can't wait uh well it's good to have you back amy of course our reading expert uh she likes to read and she likes to share her reading selections with you at home on thursdays for a regular segment called read this so let's do that today amy what did you bring i do i do indeed like doing that so I hope I, I promise everybody I will get back on a fictional like escapey kind of <laughs> uh, kick in a minute. But I I have been you know real steps is is going on right now, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of in the therapy you know kind of nonfictiony mode, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So I I came across this book. I actually bought it for my niece for Christmas because it was. I, I felt like it it re- would resonate with her really really well, and so yeah, we'll uh, we can we can play the clip, and I will just say that it's not all about 
the whole book is not all about cleaning your house. All right. That <laughs> gets an interesting hint. Here we go. My professional experience as a therapist had shown me time and time again that being overwhelmed is not a personal failure. But as most of you know, the gulf between what we know in our minds and what we feel in our hearts is often an insurmountable distance. In that moment, I couldn't help but absorb that lie that my inability to keep a clean home was direct evidence of my deep character failing of laziness. In reality, this could not be further from the truth. Even tasks that appear to be secondhand thoughts to most people, brushing your teeth, washing your hair, changing your clothes, can become almost impossible in the face of functional barriers. In my work as a therapist, I have seen hundreds of clients who struggle with these issues, and I am convinced now more than ever of one simple truth. They are not lazy. Main point, I do not think laziness exists. You know what does exist? Executive dysfunction, procrastination, feeling overwhelmed, perfectionism, trauma, amotivation, chronic pain, energy fatigue, depression, lack of skills, lack of support, and differing priorities. ADHD, autism, depression, traumatic brain injury, and bipolar and anxiety disorders are just some of the conditions that affect executive function, making planning, time management, working memory, and organization more difficult, and tasks with multiple steps, intimidating or boring. There's an old saying that neurons that fire together, wire together. It simply means that your brain can start associating feelings with certain experiences. This means that if a person was in an abusive situation, either as a child or in a domestic partnership where cleaning or mess was used as a punishment or was the subject of abuse, then that person is going to have post-traumatic stress around housekeeping, and they may avoid it because it triggers their nervous system. When barriers to functioning make completing care tasks difficult, a person can experience an immense amount of shame. Hmm. I wish I had that kind of shame about my. Uh, I wish the, I wish I had a good excuse for why my office is a freaking sty right now. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Well, okay. So you don't need an excuse, but um, that that is the name of the book. Uh, before Christine Fletcher comes for me, is how to keep house while drowning by Casey Davis. Mm. Uh, she is one of my favorite TikTokers, uh, and she has written a book about. Uh, essentially how to make your home functional. It's not about how to make it clean and tidy and look like Instagram worthy. It's about how to, you know, how to make it function for you. And I feel like the the more I listen to her and the more I, I dig into this book, uh, that whole neurons that fire together, wire together ought to sound familiar because Wendy has said it about 800 times. Yeah. I've heard, her, I've heard her say it on the show before. Does she, is this where yeah. she got it? Yeah. Did she coin it or, or get it from this lady? Oh no, no, no. She, I mean, it's a, it's a very common like uh psychology mm. phrase. So, like, so I think mm. they learn it in psychology one one Um, mm. but uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's really about, Hey, you are not a bad person for having a mess in your in your house, right? Like, and I know that sounds ridiculous for me to say, but if you think about your internal way that you talk to yourself, you sh- you know, we shame ourselves all the time mm-hmm. for oh my god, this place like you just did. Yeah, I'm doing Scott, it now. Like, yeah. 
You know, right. like, oh, my God. Yeah, I wish I had an excuse for why my office is a mess. I had some lasagna last one. night and I left my bowl down here. Look at this. Look at this. Some crusty, oh, crusty ass leftover yeah. lasagna in my thing. And it's just sitting right here. How just, gross. Just going to have to throw that thing away. It's not It's not salvageable. No, bowl. what am I going to do? Soak this in acid for a month? Forget it. I'm just going to th- toss it. <laughs> break it. So Barkeep's friend uh, will will take care of that for you. But... um. <laughs> You know, the, 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 the crux of that is it doesn't make you a bad person, right? It's not clean does not equal good. Just like, you know, messy does not equal bad. Mm. It's, it it is, there are a a number of things. And the phrase that I have taken from Casey Davis that I have found so helpful is that these things are morally neutral. You know, you, there is no, you haven't like, you haven't, uh, what sort I'm looking for violated your value system mm. by, by leaving your socks on the floor or by having a bowl on your desk. I mean, Scott, I have a bowl on my desk all the time. The only reason that I don't right now is because I'm in the process of actually reorganizing my office, which if you follow me on TikTok, you will have seen all of that. Shoujo is following me a whole bunch and cheering me on, which is awesome. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's like a whole ongoing multi-day saga. Uh, But, you know, and, and typically Chuck will occasionally come by and be like, hey, I'm going downstairs. You want, you know, got mm. any dishes for me to grab? And we do that mm-hmm. for each other. Um, but you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know, do you have cockroaches in it? No, no, then it's okay. <laughs> I don't have you know, mice. Like, I don't have any of that. Your health is not an issue then. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Quit shaming right. yourself about it. Yeah. It, well, yeah. And I mean, you know, so just in, and the, the crux of that is, Hey, if you can only do a little bit, then just do a little bit and that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it, your your house functions and and serves you. You don't serve your house. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh you know, it's there to provide shelter and you know, a a place to be and safety and whatnot. It's not you you don't have to serve your house. Yeah. Um and yeah. so so whatever you can do is okay. And yeah. on other days where you're like, yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> kicking ass today then that's great too, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but nobody would ever, uh, nobody would ever say, you know, that we get on social media and whatnot and we brag on ourselves, but nobody would ever say, <laughs> I'm so much better than you because <laughs> I did more than you today. Mm-hmm. Right. So why, why do we do that to ourselves? Sure. Um, there are know, some there people is- who'll, who would do that, but I don't want to be around them anyway. You know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this like, Jim bros who, you know, go on people in larger bodies, uh, videos and be like, Oh my God, you're so fat. You're disgusting. You know, yeah. that's not a person well, you want to be around anyhow. No, F that guy. Um, yeah. F that guy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that guy clearly has, has issues. He hasn't worked sure. out as well. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, uh, as I say, the book is not only about it. Just the, I think the vehicle for a lot of the good messaging in the book is, you know, keeping house, but it applies to just about anything like right now. And y'all both know this because y'all are both self-employed. So you do the small business thing. I cannot make myself do our taxes. <laughs> like I oh, need God, to do it. our taxes and I just can't, like I have this block about doing it. So actually one thing 
that I have discovered that helps me is kind of having, having company, you know, and a lot of people with ADHD call it body doubling and you can (laughs) kind of get more done. If it's you, they, the other person that's there with you doesn't even have to be doing anything. They can just be sitting there. Uh, But you know, you get more stuff done that way. Mm -hmm. I, I found that a lot when I would, I would fold laundry or do dishes or whatever. If I was on the phone with my mom, (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I don't know why, but it just but helped. Would, and it was like, all of a would sudden, you end hey. up, would you end up though missing something she said? Cause you're going, uh-huh. Oh really? Oh wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You <laughs> know, and you'd be basically like, well, no, how did that, but did you hear what I just said about, uh, your father or <laughs> the neighbor's <laughs> like, oh yeah, maybe you better tell me again just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that I know of because uh, honestly, the way it sort of works is it weirdly, I do, I have ADHD brain bad and some days yeah. are worse than others particularly if i haven't had enough sleep like yesterday i had a charlie horse that woke me up at 4 30 in the morning oh my god it hurts so bad i, I actually like those. called out i woke chuck up and i was like i'm sorry i didn't mean to wake you up it just hurt no. and, um, <laughs> i did know, this exact yeah. same thing scenario to kim the other night and there was yeah. no there was no getting around it, it was so bad i was gonna make noise so you're going to wake up and you may yeah. as well help me stretch my stupid calf because otherwise I'm going to die here. I hate oh that. Oh my Ugh. gosh. They are yeah. so bad. I took a muscle relaxer last night because I was like, I'm not repeating that. Yeah. But yesterday all day, man, I was, my brain was somewhere else. Mm. I would walk into a room and be like, what, what, what was I doing? It's a good thing. I wasn't on the show yesterday because I'd have been like, what, what was I going to, I don't Who am I? I Where am I? Say. Yeah. There's a book or something. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. And I just did it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Brian, because um, the way that my particular flavor of uh, neurodivergence works is there, it's like, I call it monkey brain. Um, and so I keep my monkey brain busy by folding the clothes. Mm. And that actually makes it easier for me to focus on what my mom's saying makes sense Um, because it's a mundane it's not something you really have to focus on so it's a lot easier to do that mindlessly while you pay attention to right Right. exactly it's like it's something that keeps my monkey brain busy so that my main brain can focus on doing something else and it and it's like because and you know things like dishes and laundry and whatnot those things are boring i don't want to do them Um, And so, you know, if I have something else that my main brain can focus on (laughs) and not be like a boring thing. So today, the real steppers, I have organized a little thing that we're calling Let's Do the Thing. And so we're just going to get together on Discord and we're going to all get together and say the thing we're going to do. And then we're going to spend 30 minutes and just set timers and go do it. Just go nice. do stuff. What like is something this. we've been yeah. procrastinating or whatever, and just go do it. And then at the very end, we come back for 15 minutes and we say what we did. And then we say a thing we get to do I like that, that day. I like that a lot. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah. See, this is why we have, so I have an accountant for, you know, talking about taxes earlier and I have an accountant who mm-hmm. does everything for us, except for we got to gather crap up, right? We have to get things well, ready. Same. That's yeah. me too. That's same why deal. I can't, I cannot understand why I can't make myself do this. All <laughs> I have to do is gather all the crap yeah. and send it to the but guy what helps and me, I can't make what, myself do it. <laughs> what helps that what helps us is he hound not hounds us, but he makes us feel very deadliney about it. Mm-hmm. And that helps because now now I've got somebody who's on the hook for it. It's like 
oh, well, I can't make Mark wait for these. I have to hurry yes. and get all this stuff yes. to him. I think that's a big motivator you. for me. If it's just me, I'm terrible at it. It's like, yeah. yeah. No, we have we have an accountant that is very much texting me right now. Okay, well, I got all these things. Have you finished that spreadsheet, Brian? I'm like, no, I'm still working on it. It's like basically, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, every every Coverville related film sack morning stream every purchase and i buy a lot of music for all of the shows soundography like basically individual tracks that we need whatever and it's so much like getting Uh spreadsheets from five different sources and then adding a category field and figuring out all right what was that for oh yeah that's show content or this one is professional (laughs) services or this one is travel and entertainment and Mm -hmm. all that stuff yeah i just wish there was a a way to um, I wish we had flat flat rate taxes. That's what I wish we had. I know it's oh, never going right. to happen, but it'd be oh. cool if we're going to all be if we're all paying twenty to thirty percent, whatever our rate is. I don't even know what the averages are. Just mm. just do a flat one. I know that doesn't work for billionaires, and they're all going to be pissed when I say this. But just go bonk <laughs> like everybody bonk. You have your thirty percent. Bam, you paid it. You're done. We're off yeah. to the races. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I I agree. That would make things so much easier. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, the stuff in this book doesn't doesn't necessarily have to apply to um, you know housework and things like that. But it, but it can be it it can be really helpful for hey you know if you can't if if you if if this task feels daunting this whole project feels like it's just too much mm-hmm. um, then just do a little bit and then if you feel great and want to keep going awesome if you don't that's okay you did a little bit and that's it that's all good okay well um, listen to this i yeah. found the origin of charlie horse would you like to hear where this came from i would <laughs> okay, i check, would indeed check this out sure. base ballasts okay so this is uh, july 1886 issue of the west virginia newspaper called the wheeling daily intelligencer okay Okay. They were okay. using those stupid, that intelligence or stupid name all the way back in the 1800s. Anyway, yeah. base ballasts have invented a brand new disease called Charlie Horse. It consists of, and this is taken right off out of the issue of the paper, consists of a, pecu- a peculiar contraction and hardening of the muscles and tendons of the thigh, although I usually get them in the calf, to which mm-hmm. ball players are li- uh, liable from the sudden starting and stopping in chasing balls. Uh, Jack Glasscock is said to have originated the name because the way men limped around reminding him of an old horse he once uh, owned named Charlie. There's your origin. The guy, the guy had a horse named Charlie. He limped around like a weird old horse. That looks like these guys Hilarious. with their pulled muscles. Boom, you I'm got your call name. call it a Charlie horse. Yep. That's awesome. By the way, my, my old GP was Dr. David Glasscock. Yep. Yeah, old glass oh car. My. It was so fun going to see the doctor and saying, "All right, well, I need to go get a physical from Doctor Glasscock." <laughs> oh, see, I, they, you know, I feel bad for people with like unfortunate names sometimes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I I went to school with a guy whose last name was Butts. Yeah, just like straight <laughs> up Butts. Another yeah. guy whose last name was Dix. Yeah, and. Uh, did yeah, they hang out? So. Did they? Did those two ever come out, <laughs> hang out together? Like, going to be my exact same question, so I'm glad you asked it. Yeah. They yeah. did. They did. Good, good. Yeah. So dicks so. and butts out on the town on a Friday. Fantastic. I love it. Yes. But <laughs> anyway. anyway, so so don't, you know, shame never, I'm going to Brene Brown for a second here, but shame never helped anybody get anything done. It mm. just makes you feel sure worse uh, uh you know about yourself and it, if especially if you suffer with depression or anything like that it 
that shame is just going to make that worse and make it less possible for you to get anything done. For a hot second, I so, thought you said Shane. Shane never did anything Shane, for anyone. Shane never did anything for Shane anybody. Maddox. Yeah, and so and- Shane Maddox. <laughs> He's out. Oh, he just barely submitted a title. Funny enough, but um, Shane on you, Shane on you, Shane, 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 who has a surprisingly lovely singing voice. Who? uh, What? I need to. Yes. Okay. I know know. he's coming. If he's coming to Vegas, I need to hear this lovely singing voice. I believe we've played his uh, stuff on the show before. Have we? Yeah. I need Mm -hmm. to hear it again. From his band. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. Here's here's what I think of when I think of Shane. Uh, stand in one place, hold your camera way out here, and then slowly rotate <laughs> until you've done a full 360 of the entire room. That's what I picture when I think of Shane. Well, anyway, Shane, it's not your fault. Uh, well, all right then. This sounds like great. Uh, uh, tell people the book one more time. And, uh, uh, you know, the why, book is yeah. called How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis. And she is Domestic Blisters on TikTok. Domestic Blisters. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, get in there while TikTok stays. Uh, Get get that book and put some salve on it. Uh, That obviously is uh, up on the site at uh, quicktms.li right now. It's a really short book also. That's uh, like – and I find uh, with a lot of like self-help books and like like that book – oh, what was it called? It wasn't called Just Do It. It was like – um, getting things done. Getting things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I have Freaking, that book. I was like, great. The first chapter ought to be finding time to read this damn book. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a very yeah, good it. book. It's Not a really, wrong. it's yeah. a really good book. I read it front to back, but what the one thing it misses or the one thing it, it just assumes is that you're coming to it with the motivation to start with. Right. right. So if you've got the motivation, it's a brilliant way to get things done. Like it's a really good. It's a great system. People have copied it. Tons of software builds that builds uh, builds their entire software systems around the concepts and getting things done. But it, the one piece it misses is this little bit right before it where you got to like be you know motivated enough, whatever the motivation needs to be to to get going. And that's yeah, the sure. tricky bit. So yeah. I guess that's why Real Steps exists. So there you have it. Yeah, and the and the Casey Davis book addresses that piece and the you know the motivation piece. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. It's really cool. good. All right, go check it out. Uh, it is uh, Red Fraggle Three everywhere you want to find her, including that old TikTok thing until they pull it down. Although I don't yeah. know, I I got a theory on this. This uh, restrict act that they're proposing that would be the one that would take it out is so broad with its, it's powers bad. that. There's no way. There's no way this passes. It can't pass. It's so it's bad. So bad. It's so bad. It's really yeah, bad. It's like, not just. I. I thought. Oh well, they'll just make a very narrow thing that's just attacking the TikTok China thing, and that's it. That's that's what this is. This will be for. No, no, no. They have. They have put a ton of language in there that basically broadens it it feels like patriot act 2.0 it's like real gnarly yeah. don't wow it's very 1984 ish kind of shit it's yeah bad. go read like, it it's bullshit you don't want it mm-hmm. uh yeah. anyway so i'm, I'm kind of hoping it's so extreme that they won't they won't pass and i don't think they have a majority so they won't anyway but anyway uh good luck on that and uh amy thanks for being with us we'll see you next time all right bye bye see now ya. bye now All right. Uh, What do we got? We got time for a little bit of news. Let's do that. Yes, that's right. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by Core Podcast Live tonight. 
5 p.m. Video games. Be there. Listen. It's yours for the taking. That's right. It's very dr- just good. how Scott wrote it. Yeah, it's perfect dramatic reading. It's exactly what I intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, Core will be tonight. It'll be at 5 p.m. And uh, that's Mountain Time. And everybody should come watch us live or check it out later. Uh, but we love doing Core. And it's that time of the week. So come check it out. That's tonight. Cool. Uh, Miami Man in the news. Miami Man. Miami Man. Yeah. What's his power? We haven't done that in a while. What's his power? We have not done that in a while. Miami Man. His power is to... Uh, boy, I'm out of practice with these damn uh, powers here. It's been a bit. Uh, able to get such a dark tan, he looks like a raisin and will <laughs> smell like one, too. Oh. Excelsior! Ah, the sweet smell of dried fruit. Mm. Yes. Uh, speaking of which. Silly question. No, that's not him. Where is I'm going to whip. No. That's a silly question, isn't it? No. Oh, I don't have it. I'm tr- I thought I had the uh, Excelsior. Oh, um, that just... That's a, That's a silly stupid question, question That's a or whatever he says. Question. What does he say? Oh, silly person is what it is. Oh, si- silly person. That's Let's right. Let's see. And this is when he was talking to Veronica. Um, yes. Hold on. <laughs> now that person. I've mentioned it, I have to do it. Oh, I don't yep. have it. Legally obligated. All right. This is one of those on a weird hard drive I haven't moved over yet. So wish me luck. I'll find it. <laughs> uh, and a Miami man was injured by a falling iguana during an outdoor yoga class. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about the iguanas uh, when when stuff was uh, cold out there. They would freeze in the uh, the trees and then drop on people, right? Yeah, and they would get too cold for them. When you just have any kind of cold snap in Florida, and these iguanas just fall out of the tree. Yeah, like freeze, like old fruit. Fall out of trees. Uh, well, the class proceeded as usual for forty seven minutes. They were doing breathing exercises, upward and downward dog. Oh. I don't know I what know. the upward dog is. I know, right? I don't either. I've never heard of it. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I've done downward dog before. Anyway. Yeah. Warrior. I've heard of that. Triangle. I don't I don't know what that is. Uh and seated stretching poses. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh they concluded the instruction uh instructing yogis to roll on their backs, lift their hips, and begin to look inward. All right. It was then. That a series of noises, tree branches rustling, a, th- a loud thud, a cacophony of gasps. All of this ensued. <laughs> it's very dramatic. No kidding. This is like this is like written by uh, Steinbeck or something. Yeah, wow. no kidding. Uh, this is what the yogi says. Guys, I think we're going to, going to have to close the class. His name is Sanchez. Okay. Uh, said in this Instagram live video as they were right, we got recorded. I'm going to take care of someone who just got an iguana dropped on his face. Yeah. Uh, That someone would be Michael agreed to speak to the New York Times or the New Times, rather. There's no New York Times involved here. The New Times. The Miami Miami New Times, which uh, is fake fake paper. Oh, it doesn't. (laughs) It's not the the Herald. I mean, it's probably just an online thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The Herald is the Miami actual newspaper. So MiamiNewTimes.com. Probably just an online online yeah. newspaper thing all some, these are cropping up some smaller one who knows yeah um it says uh, on the quite understandable condition miami intelligencer <laughs> i hate that name so much yeah i think the, ta- the seattle uh times and post intelligencer uh still exist or is it just seattle times now somebody from seattle can answer that one but if i live there i would stop with times and never put intelligencer in my mouth i hate that yeah word. exactly it sucks uh, this guy says, I didn't see it coming. It felt like a sandbag hit me in the face. First thing that went through my head was I must have been, or must have been a coconut, but there were no coconut trees. 
And then I thought maybe the guy next to me slugged me. But I mean, we're in a yoga class and it's so calm and peaceful. Why would that guy hit me? Unquote. Yeah. Why? Uh, the Really, the first thing that went through his head was the, the iguana. The second thing that went through his head is that it must have been a coconut. That's right. Oh, man. I saw something. Oh, I can't even talk about it. I saw a death in a movie yesterday that was so gross. Oh, God. Well, I've talked about it before. Have I talked about uh, Bone Tomahawk? I think oh, I've talked yes. about it. Oh, yes. You've mentioned it before, before yeah. It's a 2015 the- movie. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name all of a sudden. No one's names are working for me today. Um, you and me both. Uh, Guardians time. 2 dad. Uh, oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt freaking Russell. We just Kurt. watched him on Film Zack. Anyway. Ego. <laughs> he's a he's an old sheriff. It's a Western, but it's also a horror movie. And it's got an amazing cast. And if you've all seen that movie, it's 2015, you guys. This isn't new. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen that movie, Bone Tomahawk, then you know about the death scene I'm talking about. And for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, this iguana landing on this dude's head reminded me of that, but I don't know why. But man. I was just trying to come up with a wall of voodoo. Uh, you know, wish I was in Tijuana, getting hit in the face with an iguana. Or an iguana. Something like that. <laughs> something, somewhere along the line, there is a, there is a, uh, a song there. There's a cover in there. There's a, there's a there's weird a owl moment. A parody. There. There's a parody in there. Yeah. I can hear the, I can hear Dr. Demento to getting ready to play that record. You know, that's how I know what, uh, that. Should there be a policy? Uh, I hope not. But should there be a policy on uh, when I do my film sack intros? Am I allowed to do uh, my own parody of a song that Weird Al Yankovic himself parodied? Uh, I think so. Prior? Yeah. Okay. Good. I don't think there's Good. any rules against that. Because yeah, no. I'm because I'm thinking about one for oh. this week again. Haven't even haven't even watched uh, Cobra yet, but I think I've already got a, a thought in mind for a song parody intro. I'm trying to think of a song with lyrics that have can, Cobra rhyming. Yes, it. But it's uh, I'm, a. I don't think you'll get it. B. I'm not going to tell if you're right. Yeah, you're going to say whether I got it right. You want to save it? I exactly. Yes. Cobra. What rhymes with Cobra? It might not even be Cobra. Might not even be in the chorus. Yeah. I might be talking about uh, Stallone or. Uh, oh, that's uh, true. It could. It could have yeah. nothing to do with it. That's right. Cutting pizza with garden shears. Who knows? Yeah. There's so many directions I could go with that. It's, it's endless, really. Your list, your choices. You could go anywhere that's you right. want. Exactly. Speaking of going somewhere, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here, an actual practicing therapist. She's got uh, a very interesting email to tackle today. So that will be what we do after this break. This break involves a musical selection. Brian, what do you have yes. today? Uh, about a week ago, the band Heartworms released their debut EP called A Comforting Notion. Uh, perfect perfect for Therapy Thursday. Mm. Uh, big thanks to Speedy Wonderground and PIAS uh, Marketing for sending me this one. This is the brand new song from uh, South London Heartworms. Um, she, it's really just one person. It's a, she, and her name is, does that, do I have that in here? Nope. She just goes by heartworms. She Jeez. does not want, she does not want anybody tracking her down and finding her. So she's, she's, uh, she's heartworms, sure. uh, from the brand new EP, a comforting notion. Here is 24 hours. Troubles more than a day, like being a child again, excited to wake up and do a little. While the sun goes up, bleeding teeth became money. 
became a souvenir.
This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Next, you'll be telling me you don't like strangers around here. Pinching is not allowed, not around me. Here's your meatball. This is the morning stream. And we're back. Tell me more about that song. Yeah, that song is called 24 Hours, and it is uh, by Heartworms from her brand new EP, A Comforting Notion. Mm. They have a medicine for that, for heartworms, I think. Don't yeah, they? And, and, and it provides you a comforting notion. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Can people get heartworms, uh, or is that just a dog thing? I wonder. I think just dogs, but I don't know. I don't know if people can get them. You never hear about somebody getting heartworms, so I no. think it is... It's got to just be a dog thing. Or maybe maybe we're just, uh, I don't know, you'd have to go our, back to like... Our hearts are impervious to worms. Oh, look at this. There's the American... Worms, rock band, worms! <laughs> the American Heartworm Association Oh, uh, says it is all pets. So okay. I, think, I think we're correct that people do not get heartworms. Good. Safe. Maybe they can if Bet. they live bad. Like if you're living in a, a dumpster, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we're just too... It just we're we're just you know uh, a licking ourselves to clean ourselves short of getting our own heartworms yeah. basically yeah that's yeah. what it sounds like to me yeah. I'm I'm all in on our dystopic future uh, speaking of uh, futures let's talk to Wendy and see if we can improve our futures uh, here's her thingy Wendy I mean I, I, random not a chance ooh look who it is it's my sister Wendy hi Wendy hey hey how are you guys what's Hello. going on when you're here Good. you're family that's true isn't it you know wait what. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like Olive Garden. You've been there. Oh, when you're here, you're family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you, are, you are family when you're here. Yeah. I know. As, yeah. as like, wherever yeah. you are, you are family. We're still family. You're family no matter what. Uh, but that's not, not, not the issue today. Today is a very different kind of thing. We're going to read an email. We're going to get somebody some uh, help for their big question. I feel like this one might be interesting for everyone. Especially, yeah. I don't know, I feel, I feel like us in general, because I don't think Brian and I know anything about this subject. I don't think this is a thing. No, we know. definitely don't. But yeah. uh, I do want to say before we get into that, that I have been repeating my handwritten. Oh, yeah. We uh, got to follow up. How did oh, it go? your mantra. Yeah, me too. We're, it's, been, um, it's been going very well. I have it basically sitting right here in front of my monitor, and uh, I don't do procrastination. I tackle the most urgent items first. Yeah. Okay, so tell me this. Yeah. When it when the rubber hits, hits the road and there's a chance to procrastinate this last week, what happened? Uh, nine times out of ten, I won't say that I completely stopped procrastinating because I did have mm-hmm. some fun stuff I wanted to do, but uh, nine times out of ten, it did work, and I did just say, "All right, well, let's what's what's." It made me actually think about what was the most important thing because I found that that one of my problems was I would I would intentionally not prioritize in my head what was most important so that I could mm. easily excuse uh, doing the fun thing first. Right, so. because fun should be a priority as well. It just it maybe is in a different order. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be all nice. fun. I can't, I can't live on just icing. I need some cake. 
He needs some actual cake. Nice. That's awesome. How about you, Scott? You I don't do. I don't worry about things out of my control. I wrote, mm-hmm. um, and I was better at that. I had better sleep this week. Nice. And I think part of that was me. Like I'd go to bed with all the things I got to do tomorrow, all the existential worries I always carry with me, all that stuff. And I would, and I started to go. Uh, you, you don't, you, you can't control any of that. So go, just go to sleep. All you can control now is your sleep. Let's do that. And that like weirdly helped. And yeah. I didn't have any weird dreams, which is too bad for the show because those are always fun to talk about. But I had no weird <laughs> dreams. Like it was just kind of a better, a better week of sleep. Uh, having this around and reading it, so, Good. so also success. can we just all uh, geek out about that for a second? That writing something down and reading it a couple times changed your sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it makes <laughs> sense, right? So cool. There's something else I can write down to help my sleep because this didn't help my sleep at all. <laughs> but it's a but well, it's right. it's an Maybe important point though. Less. It's an important yeah. point to think about. Like what 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 makes us have bad sleep? It's us reading a couple of things too often or thinking about a thing too often. And then we're having bad sleep as a result. So it's not, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that flipping the lid Mm -hmm. and doing this positive mantra or thinking about it more is having the same effect, but in a, in a positive way. It makes perfect sense to me. I'm just bad at it. I'm just bad at normally doing it. Logical. It's not like it was some magic trick. It it is in the sense of like bringing something further up in your awareness. That's pretty hard to do when your attention is being drawn all over the place. Right. So that's a little magic, but like, yeah. It just is framing a thing mm-hmm. differently, and your brain will respond if you frame it that way. Like it, it can be malleable, and that's actually exactly what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> teaching, so. teaching old dogs new tricks, you might say. Right. Uh, all right. Well, let's treat, teach a couple of old dogs some new tricks here with today's okay. anonymous email. I'll just read what we got here. Greetings. Last week, you and your wonderful sister. Oh, that's very nice of them to say that, isn't yeah, it? That's so nice. Way to butter me up yeah. before <laughs> I break it down. <laughs> uh, says, you and your wonderful sister asked for mushroom questions. I'm eager to learn more. My sister's new wife recently divulged to me that she is microdosing. That's the term you always hear. This concerned me because, as I understand it, all hallucinations are severely harmful to the brain and self-medication without prescription can be dangerous. I'm not all looking- hallucinations? You want to say that differently? Didn't I? What I say? Um, all hallucinogens. Oh, all hallucinogens. Sorry. Hallucinogens. That is a very different word. All hallucinogens yeah. are severely harmful to the brain and self-medication without uh, prescription can be dangerous. I'm not looking to judge her decisions. But she is now family, and I am concerned that her microdosing practices could rub off on my sister, mm. whom I love so dearly. What are the dangers of microdosing? How would Wendy recommend an approach, or I approach my sister with my concerns without coming off as a drug narc? Regards, Anonymous. <laughs> I love the yeah. a drug narc. All right. Yeah. Drug narc. Okay. I have two questions that I would love answered. What does this person do for a living? What hmm. is their background? Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, and their own. Dealer. They're hating the competition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also just like, what is, yeah, like what is, well, I'll save my second question. Okay. That would just be an interesting, I know. So people, when you send an email, just be like, oh, I work with. Yeah. IT or whatever, just because it gives me like I, I don't know. That's sometimes a helpful thing. And, okay, and age age probably helps too, yeah. right? You want you want age, yeah, right? Because if this is somebody, I mean, my sense of like, okay, my sister's new wife. Yeah. This is could be any age, but like I'm 
Probably Maybe not ninety year olds, right? Right, upper twenties, lower thirties. You know, yeah, it could be somewhere yeah. in the middle, the TV yeah. range. That's what we call it, where you look like you could be on TV. And <laughs> is that a thing? I hadn't heard that yeah, before. It's like between eighteen and thirty nine. Okay, <laughs> that's the TV range. That's when you're presentable or, for television. I see. Yeah, your pres- uh, your collagen still works, and then after that, sure. we don't want to see you. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's the thing with this. So let's just start with some some basic understanding that is a, a misunderstanding. Okay. Uh, hallucinogens do not severely harm the brain. That right. is fundamentally not true. Right. Um, now, because that that's a big blanket statement. So what I'm interested in is where did they get to that uh, assessment, right? So when I'm working with anyone and they come in and they have this idea about something often when it comes to things that, you know, really out of their purview. Mm. Um, that's why like, if he's a car mechanic and he's like, my sister's, you know, doing this thing and it's terrible and just not daily working with the brain and having not a lot of information, you're going to just go with whatever a experiences you've had or kind of the vibe, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a weird sure. way of putting it, but like, actually let's talk about the vibe a little bit with psychedelics historically. Okay. So we're, I'm going to use a couple different words, hallucinogens. You know, that's, I think what they're reference, referencing here is psychedelics as a class of drugs, which are found usually in natural sources. You can, you know, LSD is a, um, was synthetic, synthetic, but you know, most of these are found in plants and mushrooms and, you know, different sources and a lot of indigenous and um, first peoples have a lot of, a lot of deep knowledge about these substances because they've used them for various rituals. And, you know, historically that's where most of this stuff was. Well, it's, it gets discovered and like all good things, white people take it and break it. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was a lot of cool initial research going on in the fifties and sixties with some of these substances and in the mental health realm of just like, this makes, this does this to the brain, you know, it's pretty fascinating. We did not have, I mean, you got to remember, like, just a baby ultrasound, like, came out in 1975 or something. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. the exact date, but, and it was, you couldn't see a thing, let's all be honest. So, <laughs> we're talking, we don't have the imaging ability, any of that to really know, and they're just kind of looking through, figuring stuff out. Well, it's also apparently a lot of fun to hallucinate. So, they, there's lots of counterculture stuff that gets wrapped up in it and then it's used all over the place in recreational ways and gets a bad rap and then in 1970 it is basically the u.s government bans it as an illicit substance that you know is illegal right so that put a sudden stop to any kind of research that could be done on these kinds of things and then um in recent years there's been a resurgent because some of these substances have been legalized in various ways for research purposes. And then Colorado, by the way, and Oregon are the only two states where like, like psilocybin is legal. Oregon has made a, a, a law about this, which is a really smart one, which is it's legal for recreational use with um, a couple factors in place because there are some risk factors, which I'll get into what the risk factors are, but um, you know, there is a big shift in the zeitgeist around this, right? Maybe yeah. you guys have noticed this. Like, it's been really sudden in the last couple years, and some of the research that's come out has verified, you know, some of its therapeutic use. Yeah. And so clinics have popped up to 
do that work in my industry. I've, I've already had two or three trainings where the best in my field are talking about this and how does this affect trauma work and how do we make sure this is, you know, does no harm, but really does the good that we think it might do. So it's definitely all over the place. Yeah. But that usually means when it is in the very public sphere, it has been in a less public sphere for a, a hot minute before then. Um, and so uh, I forget, there's a term for it in San Francisco. It's like the oh. secret, whatever, because yeah. it really starts there, you know, oh. uh, the underground. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. I know this. Uh, there's a word. Anyway, ah, crap. I'm not going to remember. Okay. I won't either. I'll think. But essentially, it's yeah. like a little. Uh, secret hub of where a lot of this experimenting and early therapeutic sort of intervention using these things started. So, you know, it's just becoming more mainstream and being studied. So um, John Hopkins university has done a lot of work in the last five years, let's see, 2017, whatever the heck that is six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of cool studies, lots of double blind. We're getting into the real meat of research and then how this can help other people. Um, so, so let's just do this. Let's break it down real quick into what is helpful about it and then what is not. And we're going to start with this big, big umbrella okay. is that we don't know everything, right? I think sometimes as a consumer or a, a sort of a person watching this, like your doctor's like, okay, don't take so much vitamin C. <laughs> and then later they're like, you got to up your vitamin C. Right. And so- yeah. Your own experience is a little, you know, frustrating. You want black and white answers. You want the expert to be the expert. But we are talking about the brain, people. And the brain, unlike any other part of us, it, it's a lot harder to know definitively certain things or to control certain things. But we know some really good stuff about it. Even, even person then, to person, right? Like, you know, what yeah. works for somebody yes. might not even work for might not yeah. work for anybody else, yeah. Yeah. So let's get to the fundamentals of what these types of substances do. Um, and anyone who's probably taken one, done Molly at a party, can tell you <laughs> that their brain suddenly is not like your brain. No, wait, is Molly Molly before. is mushrooms? Is that a thing? I didn't know that. No, Molly's at like MDMA. Oh, and MDMA yeah. is being studied for some really cool mental health benefits. Different, so everything kind of has a different thing. Psilocybin is in mushrooms, that's the magic mushroom room. Yeah, um, uh, MDMA is the, this other one. Um, DAT is another one, anyway. There's a few stuff that's in ayahuasca, you guys know that, like the Peruvian drink where you host. Um, so what they're doing is they're actually looking at all these things that they're studying them in mice, of course, which is where you always got to start, and finding out different things. And then they are now doing double blind studies with. Um, adults. And what we're finding, and, and I'll get to microdosing in a second, but what happens is the brain gets these chemicals. Will, it's Think of it as a snow globe. You have a snow globe, everything's settled. Your neural networking is kind of what it is. You flip the snow globe over and then things can fall in different places. It's like, that's what it can offer the brain. It will grow new dendrites. It will gr- make new connections. It will you know, kind of the stuff that was stuck isn't stuck. And so, so for example, ketamine is another example. And ketamine has been used by, I'm not sure, ethically by police officers to calm suspects um, down sometimes. Um, it's administered without, you know, 
consent, which is a problem. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. But that has right. been used for a while. It is it is legal. It is legal um, to use in treating treatment depression or treatment resistant depression, um, and to some great effect for a lot of people. So I personally have multiple clients that have done this and have had really helpful when nothing else has worked. Right. Mm. So what it does is creates more plasticity in the brain and plasticity is a thing we've known about for a long time. We haven't quite known how to create it. We know the most plastic the brain is or the most malleable, the most wiring and rewiring it is, is at a very young age. So one to four is the most plastic our brains are. So imagine, you know, you teach a four-year-old to ski or you teach a 50-year-old to ski, mm. like really different abilities because no, those networks can be built very quickly, learning a language, whatever it is, right? It just goes really fast because it's so plastic or yeah. malleable, right? Malleable, yeah. Yeah. Right. So the sciencey word is plastic. And so I just know that's what I'm talking about when I say that because it feels like a weird <laughs> word, right? Yeah. Your brain is not actually made of. Still okay. forming, still, still, still able moving. to get yeah. input and deal with yeah. input a lot easier. Yeah. yeah, and that's why all the things you learn as you age, it gets a little harder, more effort to do those things because it's just not as malleable. So what this does is create some malleability again, which can have a really great effect and it can also have risk. So let's just talk about the good things about it. When um, done with a trained provider, and a setting in which you're safe and it's it, it's managed. So, for example, let's imagine you give you a psychedelic and then I push you out in traffic. That is not a great setting, <laughs> right? right no. um, or you're just doing it for fun with a friend and your brain suddenly gets all loose and open and then you remember some unresolved trauma from oh, sure. a younger age, you can actually give yourself PTSD. While, and that's one of the, the risks here of just doing it on your own. You can give yourself PTSD from that experience. Right. And this your is brain is so open. It's just kind of, think of it as like a very vulnerable state. And then you just stamp some trauma right in there. Is the, which, is, in the passing, they'd call it like a bad trip, right? That's yeah. That, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you could also have, I'm just recovered some very, you know, something I've been suppressing Yeah, and I'm just with my buddies here on a couch and I realized I was abused, you know, half my childhood and I have no one here to help me. I don't know how to integrate this, you know? So there, there's the, was a baby basically. Yeah. 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 The very, it's, it's a, it, that is the risk of the sort of, of, not having help as you work through these things. So I'm talking about kind of bigger trips situation. And what they're finding is this makes huge strides for people um, with treatment resistant depression when nothing else has worked. I mean, we're looking at people who have done two to four other treatment regimes, have done therapy, have met, you name it, they've tried it, all the drug series, every single kind, nothing touches it. And then they are able to do you know, one session with psilocybin with, you know, it's like a four to six hour session. They have two psychologists with them the whole time, kind of guiding them. And they have benefits that sometimes can last six months um, from that one dosing, which is mind blowing. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing ketamine does is it helps with suicidal thinking very quickly. And that's one of the reasons it was, I think, um, legalize so quickly because of the benefit that it can give to just, it's like it gets your brain to stop going there. 
in this kind of an amazing way. So all this to be said, these are trips though. This is not like you're getting this and you're like, just feeling comfy. Usually you are dreaming of something weird, you know, like it is, it is bizarre. So you can't drive after you have to have someone with you. This is costly. Often it's, um, given intravenously, like this is a production to get this kind of help. Right. And so people who are really desperate and need this help, they're going to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, lots of researchers now are trying to make this more accessible and helping more people. So introduce microdosing. So microdosing is the idea of it's like some like 2% of the total dose. It's some small amount. So yeah. if a regular thing is two to five grams or something, you're doing a hundred milligrams. Um, and, and administered by a professional is the other key part of that. A monitor, exactly. Like monitored while you're, while you're taking it. In a right. Well, the microdosing, time. what happens is you don't have the same level of, it doesn't have the same hallucinogenic effect, but sure. it doesn't have side effects like you can have with um, antidepressants. I don't know if you guys know this, but antidepressants, when you think about like, oh, when did those come out? What's your guess? Just what pops in your head? Like, how long have those been around? Probably right around the time that uh, <laughs> mushrooms and uh, hallucinogenics were uh, demonized, is my guess. <laughs> it was right around then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think of the the 40s and 50s and Mother's Little Helper and, you know, the, the Rolling mm. Stones song. But I'm sure it's much earlier than that. Well, what's funny is everybody's needed one probably before that. Uh, yeah, but right. The uh, sort of initial ones were in the 40 and 50s, but those are MAOIs and some other types that are have more significant um, side effects and interact with other medications and life in a tough way. Those are those are tough medications. So it was never fully adopted. But the ones you know today, the ones, the SSRIs, the, the Prozacs, the Lexapro, the, you know, Zoloft, that was 1988. Oh, wow. Okay. 88, jeez. Huh. Right? I, I was like, Scott, you just graduated from high school. I just graduated high school. Yeah, that is weird to me. I didn't know that. I thought this was like 60s or at least. Or, yeah. No. Yeah. No, 19, 1988. And has made a big difference for some people. But across the board, we have there's a third of people with depression that it doesn't, it doesn't help at all. Mm -hmm. So that's really one of the motivations for doing the, the psychedelic research is that we've got access to these compounds and chemicals that make a huge difference in someone's brain. And the, the improvements are substantial. But now we're getting into double blind, placebo effect, checking, all that kind of stuff. And what we're finding is that microdosing is not, um, they can't, they're not showing yet that when you, when you take out the expectation that it's helping, that it actually helps. But we don't know that fully yet. Uh, Only some of these studies support it. And this is what's hard is in order to really like, you know, think of what you know about Tylenol. That's from so much time and effort <laughs> to know what you know about Tylenol. Mm -hmm. We are babies. This was 2017. I think the first time people said it out loud that we're going to be doing this and looking at this. Yeah. So it's a big change. And so for me, going from I don't know anything about any of this to having a client just bless his heart, slowly uh, help me understand the stuff he was learning because he was so desperate for help. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, oh, I don't know, to a couple books. And now I've done a couple trainings. I don't work with it directly, but I will, without hesitation, refer my clients to get this kind of help. Mm. Um, but of course, it's following a bunch of different rules as opposed to like, you know what? You 
just go find some in a back alley right, and yeah, give it a go. Well, yeah. I'm sure you'll be fine. You could totally do it. Yeah. Well, once again, you're not, it's, 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 it's this combination of societal shame, not societal shame, societal, um, judgment or whatever, where we placed, we placed these kinds of things. And I think yeah. weed falls into this category as well. Uh, we, we put them in whatever cultural taste or distaste they've been in for so long. So now that there's a Nike, there's actual science and stuff around the benefits. We still have a hard time separating them. We still think of it yeah, as like, Oh, we're going to get them those colors of, yeah. yeah. It's like you're gonna get them yeah. mushrooms out of the backyard, and then you go, you go hide exactly. in the garage and smoke that shit. Like that's what people think. <laughs> all, all they think are people with bell bottoms with flowers printed on them and, <laughs> totally. and leather jacket, leather yeah. vests with fringe on them. It's hard to, totally. it's hard to like separate the counterculture of it from, yeah, from yeah. new knowledge or whatever. Which is a human. I know that's a, that's a whole other human trait we could probably talk about sometime. But yeah, but, and it's yeah. so that's why you'll see uh, the younger generation just being like, well, why do you even care? Like this has nothing to do with anything else. And we need to respect the indigenous people who create it. You know, like there's a total different vibe than someone who, you know, grew up at a time where the sixties hippies are just a joke or demonized in their world. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. And so it's, it is kind of a, I wonder, I sometimes wonder like what else in history is this exact thing? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's in a different culture or something where, there was a stop put to something that really could have been helpful and it just wasn't, I don't know, someone can come up. I couldn't think of one, but I feel like humans always do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. So this is not yeah. the first or the, the last time. The, the Romans did some bull crap like this. We just don't, we Everybody just can't does. think of what it is. Somebody Everybody does. It. Yeah. Well, That's- and, and in the end, the, you know, the people looking at this, and this is a, the other thing that can be difficult in modern life is, you know, are all these attempts, you know, People have really good intentions to really help people, but we always have sort of money grab and opportunity folks. And so sometimes distinguishing the two is tricky or, and and actually this is really important sourcing, where are people getting this from? Mm -hmm. And is it actually quality and is it safe? And that's just like any drug. This is the reason we have the FDA and we sometimes get a bit mad at like, wow, they don't sell this thing I need or, you know, St. John's work works, but they've never <laughs> said it or whatever the thing is. Right. And I, right. I, it's, it's a bit of like, whenever we're grumpy about a thing, we probably really just don't understand it. Mm. Right. We don't understand what it takes to create something safe. And then that gets put on the mass market and doesn't kill a bunch of people. Then we are furious when there's a hiccup with something or something's recalled, like, how dare they? Well, he's yeah. just puts them in a rough position. So they're, they're going to do the thing that they always do, but I would recommend for this person because, you know, maybe he's listening to me thinking, okay, cool. But also this is scary because this is my relationship with someone I really care about. And I think this thing they're doing is so terrible. Um, and that, that's really what this email is about. The email is like, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the science of it and there's so much out there you can read. It's new, Right. Nature, I, I have a bunch of links I can send you. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, really serious people talking about this and working on this and doing this. This is not just like nothing. Mm. And and so take a minute. And before you go tell your sister you are concerned that you have us a basic understanding of this, right? And 
dive in a little. This is not going to make you into a distributor of psilocybin. This is just going to make you more informed, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because this the stigma is real around this, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And so you might be hearing me going, "Well, no, this is not. You can't. How dare you?" Yeah, you think can, you think cannabis there. is you think cannabis is hard to dis- demystify in 2023? Guess guess what's harder? Freaking mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, marijuana smells so bad. <laughs> yeah, it does. Psilocybin, there's no smell. I just right, tell right. you. If really? you could, you can make a bunch of strains. Can someone make the stinkless strain? I really, no really kidding. Want that. Hey, I got a question. Kim makes me it's this so amazing. Sticky. She makes amazing like homemade uh, mushroom soup for me all the time. It's so good. It's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm, Is mm-hmm. it possible to do that with these without having it be macro dose? Like, could they do? Is there a strain of these things where it's like a little teeny bit in there, but it's still also really good soup? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what I want. I'm sure. Yeah. That's the future. A restaurant where everything is a microdose of something delicious. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you could just basically do that by putting a little bit of an actual magic mushroom into the mushroom soup with all the other right. mushrooms. Yeah. The problem with magic mushrooms is that they taste horrible. <laughs> They ruin everything. Yeah, they ruin everything. I've yeah. never. Yeah, yeah, okay, need... so you have to find something else. But sure. but I I think I mean I think as time goes on, I mean even just take what was unfathomable to you in your high school years that exists now, and everyone just goes okay, right? Oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, that will time. be this, and it will be you know these will be prescribed. Some version of this will be prescribed at some point. They will be. I mean that's my prediction. I could be wrong, but you know you just cannot ignore someone is on death's door, suicidal, their treatment, their depression has never been treated and they've done literally everything. And this thing works. Yeah. And not that it cures everything and they're perfectly fine forever, but it's longer lasting. The side effects are way less. Like there's just really exciting things that are coming out of this. Nice. Um, but like all things we touch and do, we make it stupid and worse and, uh, but in the end, the, the goal is to help people. Now, when you're struggling and you maybe think it's not working with the therapist I have, or I can't find a therapist, or I can't afford this, or um, everything I've tried isn't working, I've read everything, whatever, uh, and this is what I'm going to do, you're at risk of maybe not getting the best help. So so maybe hit this concern of the emailer might also just be it, once they educate themselves a little more on this stuff and, and I'll send you some links there. So for example, uh, fireside project is one of the maps. MAPS is a foundation working for on the clinical research with psilocybin and MDMA, the Beckley foundation, E R O W I D is a great source for dosing and sourcing and all things, you know, these are, these are lots of people who can teach you and help you understand. And you might say, Oh, well, they have an agenda. Okay, great. Then find something that criticizes it. I mean, I went through, I read a bunch today just to, you know, prep myself. And I read a bunch of like, here's our concerns. Here's our concerns. And all the concerns from any angle is just, maybe we don't know enough and we need to be careful. Um, But we are not seeing the kinds of things that, you know, other treatments people use to survive their life have serious side effects. Yeah. The the ones that aren't, the ones that aren't, the ones that aren't demonized and maybe should be are the ones <laughs> that hurt people. It really is frustrating to me that 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 we take so long as a I don't want to talk about everybody in the world. Maybe maybe others are leaping way ahead of us, but at least here it just feels like we're so resistant to 
what we see is like a moral historical moral item you know Mm -hmm. like mushrooms or weed or whatever it may be it's just like we can't get over ourselves it's like well my grandpa said this how could that not have been true well your grandpa didn't know any better Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Science was a lot different, a lot less understood. Yeah. Uh, right. 1988. Did you see the hair they had at the time? Oh, and yeah. that's the first time they had an SSRI, which you look at the numbers of how many people are on SSRIs. I mean, you look at the, the numbers of people who struggle with depression in this world and yeah. the, you know, inc- including like the, um, you know, second leading cause of death or whatever it may be, right? You look at all those numbers and go, okay, we got we we got to do something and to find something that is helpful with way less side effects and 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 actually is effective, especially for people who've been suffering just for so long. It's hard not to get excited about. It really is. So yeah. if a little research would go a long way before you go and have this conversation, because what you're doing is you're going in with not not enough knowledge to then express a concern. So once your concern is a little more educated, right? You might still think, I love this. This sucks. And I don't want anyone who is married to my sister doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but get get some more knowledge, calm yourself down, and then have a conversation with your sister about your concerns. You're not a narc. You're not, you know, at this point, whatever this person is doing is mildly illegal, but one day will be fairly legal, right? Whatever this thing is going to, you know, I don't know how long that's going to take, yeah. but just go to Oregon or Colorado and it's totally legal. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> you are, <laughs> we'll, you, we'll, uh, we'll test it out for everybody else. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, don't you worry try it. Yeah. Just do some micro. Yeah, we've already decriminalized um, it here. We'll, you know, it's really close to just being offered in dispensaries with everything else. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of, one of the main concerns this person wrote is that they don't want this to rub off on their sister. Mm. Sure. Like, I love like, her so dearly. This, this, I don't want right. her microdosing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And here's again, the thing about that. Yeah. Once again, this is just such a, it's such, I'm, I'm, it's not criticizing. I understand the fear. I totally, I get it. Yeah, of course. Cause but, you're around people. Yeah, you're sure. going to do the things uh, they absolutely. do. Absolutely. But, but it's a fearful, it's a fear based on fear. It's just fear. But based also, on fear. let's be clear microdosing is not recreational, it isn't fun. It's not right. like, woo, Friday night. You're not, it yeah, is. Yeah. You're not getting the, the, the big You're not high from it. You're not no. like chilling exactly. and, 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 you know, sticking your head out of the freaking sunroof in your car like an idiot. This is different than that. No. And if you have good information, you're not, you're taking a small amount every 48 hours because it, that's how it's done. You know, like if you're doing it right, this is yeah. not drug abuse in any form. Mm. You're taking more drugs. Every one of us is taking more drugs than maybe someone doing some microdosing of something every three days, right? Like it's, however, if your sister's wife is treating anxiety, depression, mental illness in some form, that doesn't rub off on the other person. So right. your sister wouldn't need to be microdosing unless, unless she's she also suffering. Those things right. Yeah. Yeah. That is funny that the, the, the writer didn't go into detail about why his sister's wife yes. is. Because if this is, is just for funsies, all right, yeah. then yeah. that's a different then thing. You're, then you're doing it wrong with microdosing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are not. wasting money. Yeah. yeah. Go get um, some edibles but, or something. Yeah. And some people like to think, and they, there's studies on this too, of like, okay, this makes my brain feel sharper. I dress better. I'm funnier. Like we're trying to find a magic pill. That's, that is the human way. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you can't not still do your work. And like, this doesn't solve childhood trauma. This does not heal 
wounds in relationships. Mm. What it does is gives your brain a chance to not be stuck in repetitive, ruminating, suicidal thinking. It gives your brain a chance to, you know, because it's growing some new dendrites to have some other neural connections that matter, right? Like, but that work does not come because you're just ignoring everything else and dropping the little tablet every 48 hours. Like it just doesn't, that's not how this works. What if I took, what if I microdosed and the first thing I see is a vision of me chasing you through the house with a cold soldering iron that you think is hot and threatening Mm -hmm. to burn you with it over and over on repeat until the thing wears off. That doesn't sound like a good trip. See, that's the worry I would have. I'm using my example here, but my worry would be. You said microdose. If microdosing, if that ever happened, you have too much. That's not a microdose. You are (laughs) talking about a real dose. And then all of a sudden help you remember that the actual memory is (laughs) Wendy chasing you around the house with a soldering iron and you blacked it out. Now we're we're getting to the, the, the gritty and the nitty here. Yeah, I just, I just, I guess I'm, so if somebody asked me, hey, Scott, would you do this? Of course I would do this. I would totally try this because I've talked to people whose, whose micro dosing regimen with, again, with a professional, um, seems to have changed their life for the Mm -hmm. better in like drastic ways. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hesitant to ever go, oh, somebody found a magic thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing them as I know them and knowing their experiences, it sounds like, you know, I hate the word miracle drug, but it sounds like that, you know, like, wow, finally something after all the years they dealt with this, all the therapy, all the other treatments, all this other stuff, nothing worked. Yeah. Not really, not in the long term. And, and it's not like these pre this person, I almost said their name, this person has done the work. Like you're always saying, do your work. And they've always done their work, but the just, it wasn't enough you know, mm-hmm. to get over whatever hump there was. And then this was it. And it was like mm-hmm. this revelation for them. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I am, I'm, I'm on. Anyone argue with that. Yeah. I'm on team. Like let's demystify it, de demonize it and yeah. make it happen for, per, and help people. And let, and also it'd be nice if the biotech world wouldn't swoop in and decide to charge 400% higher for it than they need yeah, to. That'd be for good. For the love. I know. That'd be good. Yeah. Cause that and, sucks. And yeah, that. you smell an opportunity and the people need it. And here we go. But like taking, taking SSRIs as a thing that has destigmatized a little bit over time, someone's on an antidepressant, they might just say it at work or, you know, like it's just a little more open. And as a new generation is more open, maybe you hear more things like that. Um, that, that, those drugs have side effects and sometimes they don't work at all. And the premise they're built on we're really questioning now that the serotonin imbalance is a thing. Mm. Now it's really helpful for some, and then it has not been helpful for others. Like it is not, that's the hard thing with the brain. We it's like, we're opening the trunk of a car and we're pouring oil all over and hoping some of it gets in the right place. (laughs) (laughs) And that that. is crappy when we really want black and white answers and understanding. But I mean, we'll, we'll get there. And this is one piece of figuring out some of that and relieving distress in the meantime. And so I, I hear where this person is coming from. I, I really would encourage them to, you know, do some more research on their own before they make any conversation rather than having, you know, explain to me what your partner is doing, or I don't want you to get hurt before you really know much about it. There is, um, it's a Netflix series. Is it Hamilton's 
Pharmacopia or something. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. Um, is that ne- it is Netflix, I think. Yeah, I think it is Netflix. Yeah. That, if you want to just sit on your butt and you don't want to Google, watch that. And you will see, <laughs> this. none of this is about, like, his is just traveling around the world and understanding it and trying to understand the cultural connection to these things. And, you know, just, you don't have to go do drugs because you are learning about this. And maybe that's some, some stuff from uh, yesteryear where good people do certain things and bad people do other things. And I will not do what bad people do. Um, and, and really, you know, so I get why this can be a little bit scary, but your sister and your relationship with her matter, obviously very much to you. Yeah. So if, if I said, Hey, your sister's wife is on antidepressants, would you go and confront her about that? Cause you're worried she'll go on antidepressants as well. Mm. Or is it more that the stigma of this is, is maybe that's a great way to frame it. That's exactly what I was trying to come up with in my head is how would you frame it? So you could see the fallacy in it and that's it. That's it right there. If you're, if your sister said, Hey, I'm taking her into, um, uh, into therapy and they're going to start her on a, you know, well, butrin, uh, regimen or something. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even bat an eye. Right. You just say, "Oh well, good luck, and I hope your insurance is okay." Like that's I hope it. that doesn't rub off on my sister. Yeah, nobody yeah. does that. Or depending how you were raised, you might be like, "Oh no, we don't do that. We rub butter on it, right?" Like <laughs> right. some of this may be, maybe old uh, stuff right. that runs deep. Because how did mom and dad talk about mental health? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I work with a lot of folks when I'm like, "Okay, so how did they? How did your parents think of mental health?" And they're like, "Oh, you didn't have it. <laughs> you just shoved it all in." And never spoke of it. Right. And so everyone's different. They come from different places. And, you know, it helps, you know, when our dad would juice wheatgrass <laughs> to feel better. Yep. That, yep. that or, we're like, or oh, hypnotize himself. He'd spend an hour in the corner hypnotizing himself to try to find his wallet or his keys or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he was always doing these little things and they were all yeah. kind of coping he was mechanisms. Biohacking for, himself. Yeah, he was biohacking. Yeah. yeah, which means, see, I see that. It's easy to see that and laugh because we certainly did. Um, but I see it differently today. When I see people do stuff like that, I see desperation, not desperation uh, in, a, in a sad Unmet way, but needs. a need. Yeah. yeah. And it's somebody who's trying to do the best they can to address the need because other traditional stuff has not done it for them. So, right. so what else are you going to do when you're that desperate and you don't have the right help? It's like, you know, that's where it's at. So it'd be nice right. if we didn't have to, to do and that And access ourselves. is a problem, right? Like if I... I've got to go smear butter on my brain thinking that's what I got to do. And that's my first attempt. You know, all of the other things you really should try beforehand. Sometimes it's cost prohibitive. Sometimes it's just logistically prohibitive. There's, there's challenges and there are people trying to solve that problem and navigate this and figure it out. And believe me, no one's got this down elsewhere in the world. We're, we're actually a little more advanced than everybody in this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of just, you know, and the joke is, I mean, I have a couple British people in my life who are like, Oh, Americans always going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it makes me laugh. And I'm always like, well, stiff upper lip, see how that works for you. Yeah, you know, but it's, you. Yeah. it's, it's tricky. And so you may just feel, and this is where those risks can come in. You're, you're desperate or you're not getting good information. You don't, you talk to your doctor about it and they're like, what, you know, like you can feel this can be a little tricky. So lots of resources out there to get some basic education on this and feel maybe a little better. And then I'm going to say something weird here, but just take your sister out to lunch and like check on her, see how she's doing, make sure she's good and happy. And like, 
you're, you have more influence than you ever knew. And it's not going to be because you're coming in saying, I'm a narc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should announce it that way. Just walk in. I'm a narc. Rub some butter on it and then run. Get out. And, you know, maybe get real. Like, I don't understand this and I'd like to understand it. You know, rather yeah. than you're some police, you're not. You just don't know what this is. And so, yeah, find it out. can come as a shock if you, A, don't know what it is. And B, all you have is the demonization of the thing that you just heard about. And so yeah. if that's all you come yeah. with, you got to you got to reach out and get more. Got a quick follow up here from somebody. I just noticed this in my inbox. I want to read it to you. This is from this is about last week and what we talked about at the beginning, our can't statement yeah. and all that. Yeah. This is from Barbara who says, hi, Scott, Brian and Wendy. I just listened to the show last week and um, I decided to try changing my can't statement to a don't statement. Uh, I didn't really define my can't statement, but the don't statement was clear and it worked. I found myself reaching for the bed or the bad, (laughs) the bad habit, the bad habit twice that night, both times my don't statement came into my head and I didn't do the bad habit. Yay me. Thank you for all the great advice and weird analogies over the years. Uh, Barbara. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So if you need to change it to a don't statement, that's okay. Yeah. Re-listen to last week. And if that, if that doesn't work for you, you can microdose. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Go back ten years, and I can't even hear that coming out of your face. But there it, there oh, it is. Oh, it is like I a uh, one eighty for me, one hundred percent. I would have never thought that because I just had no idea until I've learned. And I have because I have access to stuff y'all don't have, which is I get to watch like the best in the world do therapy yeah. in trainings, and I'm watching them work with, you know my methodology that I work do and I love, and I think is really effective with someone who has used um, psilocybin and then sort of as they're processing afterwards. And it's like, it's like cheating. It's like skipping 50 sessions. I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I watching? It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But that's of course in the confines of a monitored well-run situation. And sure. so, it's exciting. Sure. A well-regulated militia. Wait, that's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, excellent. Well, as always, a uh, pleasure hanging out and talking to you. And uh, people should check out Real he- Real Heps, org. You got a bunch of promo for that earlier today because Amy was here. Amy Robinson. Talking. Oh, yeah, Amy. Woo! Yep. Yes, uh, it's good. We're, we're wrapping up our last week. We'll have another session in the fall. We have a couple of different other things happening. I will let people know. But you can... Put your e- email. I, I promise I will not spam you at all. I'm very bad at the email. But uh, realsteps.org, just so we know how to find you. Yeah. She's okay. not going to spam you. Could She doesn't really know how to do that. And so take heart. Take take yeah, heart in that. I'm you know what? terrible at the spam. You, you start um, microdosing. Before you know it, you'll be a brilliant hacker and programmer, Wendy. That's yes. The- and then ne- next week, I have a really cool thing. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys to help me with <laughs> all right oh i just cool. can't forget if i forget I'm, so i'm just telling you to remind so me when we, so when cool. we so next yeah, week you, we just you, say uh, you've met us right like you, <laughs> you know we're not the anchor by which you should uh chain hey, your don't forget yeah. boat is anybody in the chat willing to remind us next week there that we i go. have That's something to better. share okay much cool. better. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and we'll remember to say something we'll just go hey you had a thing and then you'll go oh shoot i forgot to do it or whatever yeah perfect yeah. Uh, this is how the sausage is made, everyone. <laughs> Go make your sausage. This sounds great. Uh, <laughs> say hi to the kids, the family, and the whatnots, and we'll see you next time. Bye now. Okay, bye. 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 All right. That was pretty great. I, I, just, I don't know a lot about that world either, so it's interesting to hear no. about it. Yeah, for sure. 
somebody famous the other day was saying it changed their whole freaking outlook. Oh, uh, comedian Bill Burr always talks about it. Oh, really? Interesting. He microdosed uh, in the f- method Wendy's talking about, and uh, yeah. he just he says everything everything's different. His mind, and, yeah, yeah, just changed cool. everything. I mean, he's still kind of a sassy comedian, but you know. It changed things. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to be done here. And uh, to do that, we have to say goodbye. However, oh, I'm on the wrong screen. Here we go. Uh, there it is. Uh, I do want to mention some cores or some cores, some shows that are coming up. Uh, no, no Coverville today. You're in the return mode right now. And uh, Sorry, no I didn't. Show. Yeah. Even though uh, I'm here and I could do a show, I don't didn't have the time to prep one for this week so we're taking the week off which uh nothing wrong with that which nothing wrong with that, that no, at all. once in a while you got to do that uh to yourself yep. uh but tonight you'll be getting core at 5 p.m you'll be getting a skim later today kim's coming in the office we're gonna sit down she'll come she'll she won't complain but she'll look around at my messy office and just kind of make a face that's how a that'll tisk, go tisk, tisk. yeah yep, i need to clean it um and i uh, guess the connection tomorrow before play date that'll be good Right. So there you do get some covers for me this week and a chance to win some prizes. I think I'm giving away a pair of 90s X-Men animated series glasses. So there's a Rogue and a Wolverine with artwork from the 90s uh, animated X-Men series, which is getting its comeback later this year from, from Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. I'm not sure quite what to expect, but I'm excited to find out. Sure. Someone in yeah. the chat mentioned it, and I, did, I tweeted it earlier, but they announced this morning... Uh, they're doing a Scott Pilgrim anime on Netflix, a series. Yeah, and everybody's coming back. Yeah, the whole cast. Everybody. Yeah. That's amazing. Winstead and, and Michael Sarah and Yeah. Everybody. Chris Evans, all those guys. And cool. it's gonna be um because uh, they could do that from anywhere, really. <laughs> right. Executive yeah. produced by uh the director, getting his name all of a sudden. Uh not uh, Simon Edgar, Pegg. Not Edgar Wright. No, Edgar Wright, uh, that's it, Edgar Wright. It is Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah. The one that works with uh, Simon Pegg all the time. Right. Um, yeah, so that looks awesome and uh, is very, very cool. exciting. Oh, also, we mentioned it, play date, 10 to noon tomorrow. So we'll have a two-hour uh, block there to play Among Us with the community. Yeah. Yep. So uh, come on by. You don't have to be a patron to be there, although patrons will get first uh, first added to games. So if you, if, uh, you, know, if you want to play with us, you're going to want to be a patron. But even then, there's often room on the tail end for uh, Almost always. Yeah. Always room. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to be playing that and having a blast. That'll be tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon Mountain Time. And then Film Sack this weekend, we're finally, finally watching Cobra. Okay? Yay! I guess we got to hurry. I've never seen. Because Randy might have been right. I think maybe they're dropping it on the first. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was so sure he was going to be wrong on this, and I think he might have been right. Which uh, which service is it? HBO, I think. Okay. Um, and I think HBO lists when something's leaving. That's what I was going to go check and see. Yeah. I think. Last time I checked, they did that. Um, Jeez. God, because they, you know, it feels like they just got it. I don't know how long it's been up there, but it can't have been up there a super long time or we would have noticed it. Somebody would have said, hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one doesn't say leaving soon. So doesn't? I don't know. Okay. But I don't Maybe know we're if... okay. Maybe we're all right. Yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> definitely all right for the next couple of days, everybody. But So if you want to sneak it in, get in quick. But Yeah, if... just do it. If you're planning on doing it, do it yeah but i am rather stoked because it's it's like our white whale 
It just keeps being available and then going somewhere, and we're like, oh, damn it, we're not going to get it. Pops up its little head, a little cobra head, and then pops it back down. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm all in on catching it this time. and uh, Featuring music by Miami Sound Machine and John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Good Lord. Yay! Good Lord. Get that soundtrack, Brian. Get that whole, get that on vinyl. Woo! Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Cobra. (laughs) Who said this, Icor? Cobra, two female detectives have to share underwear. That's a great idea. Nope, Sister it's not of that. the traveling bra. Yeah, I like that a lot. Anyway, there's your uh, lineup coming up. It's all up on the calendar as well, so check that out. Please join us on our Patreon if you have not already. We are nearing the end of the month and the beginning of a brand new month. There's no reason why not to hop in now because you'll be eligible for all the stuff we send out and do mm-hmm. in the month of April. It's going to be a busy month. There's TMS Vegas in there and all that other stuff, but being a patron will help it all happen so go to patreon.com slash TMS today and sign up. We're going to get out of here now, but I can't go unless there's a music song. Well, I've got a music song for you. Music song tune. This one going out to Chad Rasmussen. Uh, Rasmussen, 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 probably. Hi, mm. bacon and sausage. Let's say that one. Today, which both were on my plate, my full Irish. Mm. Uh, and then I left an empty of it. Uh, and, and wrecked a, wrecked a uh, casino bathroom. <laughs> Today, I'm requesting a song for my 50th go around the sun. Oh my gosh, 50? Shit. 50. Let's party. It's half a century, man. It is. I couldn't decide on a song, so I'm leaving it up to the cover master. I'm a Slipknot, especially Corey Taylor, Foo Fighters, Florence of the Machine, and In This Moment fan. So anything you think would fit among those would be great. I'm Dayron in Discord, and the rare times I get to listen live in Twitch. I'm that too. I'll be attending my first TMS Vegas this year, so I'm really looking forward to meeting both of you in person. Us too. Uh, Before I go, can I hear Veronica enjoying some sausage and maybe Scott making one of his weird scared noises? Oh, um, Sure. So here's Veronica. Let's see. I know I have it. Sausage. <laughs> okay. And uh, boy, it just seems to go forever. And then. God, it really does. Uh, where's me screaming? Hold on. No, that's a honking sound. Let's see. No. No. Hold on. Where is that? I have that handy. Here it is. There you go. Great. <laughs> Hey, good, the good cow. news is I'm playing Resident Evil 4 Remake now, and every Tuesday at 5 p.m. you can hear me do that more. So uh, check Fantastic. it out. Fantastic. Anyway. All right. Uh, all right. So how about a cover of All My Life by Foo Fighters? This one came from the BBC Radio Live Lounge 2013. It's a, a nice, uh, almost acoustic, but not not fully acoustic take on uh, All My Life. This one performed by Frank Turner, of course, like I said, back in 2013 for Live Lounge. Um, great, great rendition. Hope you all enjoy it. Frank Turner, All My Life by Foo Fighters. All right. For everybody else that won't see us this weekend, we'll see you on Monday. All my life I've been searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the road. around then it's taken away leaves me with the feeling that i feel the most feeling comes alive when i see your ghost come down don't you resist i 
such a delicate wrist And if I give it a twist Something to hold when I lose my breath If I find something in that So give me just what I need Another reason to bleed One by one hidden on my sleeve One by one hidden on my sleeve Hey, don't let it go to waste I love it but I hate the taste like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Let's see some activity! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.